0: Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time. I am your host, Buck Rising, powered by Tennessee Tickets, brought to you as always by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. The website is GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress. Don't sell without the intel. Virtual tours from the official realtor of the Titans, the Preds, Nashville SC, Top Golf, and of me on A to Z Sports Prime Time at GaryAshton.com. Beast of the Week is brought to us by our friends at Tame the Beast, who remind you, as always, to wash your hands. You can see how many people are struggling through quarantine with their appearance. I am not one of them, because I use my beast grooming products at GetBeast.com. You can be a beast, you can groom boldly with 50% off promo code AZ50 at GetBeast.com. And of course, our friends at Brymac Mechanical, Commercial, Commercial or Residential HVAC Brimac.com, B-R-Y-M-A-K, service-owned, veteran, disabled, Chris Hamby and the crew, they got you covered at Brimac.com. Let us talk about the leverage that the Titans seem to have displayed uh, earlier today in the conference Zoom call. We had our first experience as a Titans media corps with Zoom. Uh, I think Terry McCormick was was the person who took the longest to figure out how to unmute personally. My money was on John Glennon of The Athletic, our dear friend. But the question that I'm asking you guys is, what percentage chance do you give the Titans to land Jadavion Clowney right now? Let me know in the comments section. I'm going to play John Robinson's video from our conference Zoom uh, here momentarily, but I want to know kind of where you're feeling about this. I'm sure at this point you all have seen John Robinson's comments, and you're aware with the situation that's going on. So I kind of want to understand what you feel the percentage chance that they land Clowney is based off the commentary that the general manager made today. And without uh, speaking for John Robinson, I guess I should let him speak for himself. This video, courtesy of the Titans and our Zoom call with the GM and coach earlier this morning.
1: Yeah, I think like with anything, um, you have to have a couple scenarios um, mapped out um and you know i would say that i talked about it last week uh with a couple of the tv spots that you know we we um we haven't closed the door on anything but i would say that we really haven't um inched closer to to having any finale, finality to that either um i mean he's obviously a good football player and uh i, I think w- where we're at um depending upon who we pick um could potentially impact that um but i would say it doesn't close the close the door on it completely either Uh, again like i said last week you don't ever close the door on the you know potentially adding good football players to your team um so we'll just kind of take it take it how it goes and um and probably circle back with that one um here this week or, or next week once the draft's over
0: so that's John Robinson, the general manager of the Tennessee Titans, talking about clowning. Constant Grind 50 says, I don't think they want him 0% chance tighten up and, and arousing tighten up. I feel like 0% chance would have started riots a couple weeks ago. Are you telling me that you're completely comfortable now after a couple of weeks have passed? Maybe it's just because the initial sting of losing Jarrell Casey has been removed Now, are you saying that you're totally comfortable moving on without Jadeveon Clowney? My percentage chance, I'll give to you guys here in a moment, Titans for Life says J-Rob is getting tired of waiting. He's hiring, or he's hinting at the draft uh, to fill his need. 50-50, to be honest, says Estal 23. Now, you can't sit 50-50. Like nobody, if you're gonna say fifty percent, like why even comment? I mean, what do you what what are you gonna do with a fifty percent? And I listen, I appreciate all of you who comment, but like the, <laughs> the, a fifty percent, really, you're gonna come into the you're gonna come into the conversation and say yeah, it could be this or it could be that. And maybe you're trying to be nuanced, but, you know, have a position. If you're going to comment, have a position. 50-50, kind of weak. Uh, let us know on Facebook Live and on Periscope. So what John Robinson is saying there is he's saying, well, really, there's been, no, uh, there's been no forward progress made with it. Now, we're still in conversations. We still are interested in the services of this guy, depending on what it's going to cost. But to this point, nothing has moved forward. And at this point, John Robinson is saying, well, who we pick in the draft could very easily affect that. Tatum is elite, says 40%, and Jacobyville says 51%, which is just actively trolling me. And I appreciate that, Jacoby. Well done by you. Let me know on Facebook Live and on Periscope the percentage chance of the Tennessee Titans at this point after you've just heard from John Robinson Picking up Jadeveon Clowney. What do we have to offer him cap-wise? Well, I mean, according to him and his representation, it's $20 million a year. I mean, $20 million a year for a one- or two-year deal, how do you, I I don't know, do you feel that's justified? I don't think so. KJ Warrior 6 says 75% will sign Clowney next week. So you're saying they will wait after the draft, they will address it after they fill out their roster needs. And they see exactly what they need. And maybe if they don't get the edge rusher that they want and Clowney's still out there, well, you say, hey, maybe we take a flyer on this guy despite the medical uncertainties at this point. There's still a lot of unknown. And maybe. And he's tell, I'm sure he's telling people he's healthy. I'm sure his representation is telling people that he's healthy. Until the team doctors evaluate them, I don't think it's worth the risk. Because even if it is just... Your, your typical hernia surgery. Clowney's injury history, whether you want to call him injury-prone or not, he's certainly not consistent when it comes to availability. Not just, you know, injury-prone in football, I mean, everybody gets hurt. Everybody gets hurt, everybody gets injured in football. Like, injury-prone, I, I don't really like the label. But I do recognize that this is somebody whose availability is in question. Through injuries or otherwise, and at this point, it's high risk. We will see after the draft if we don't land edge. Should sign clown, he says, Jared. Mookie, wait for the price to come down like watching a product on eBay, and the seller has to drop the price. I've never actually bid for anything on eBay. I I uh, I got curious once. I was really little. I was trying to figure out how to buy and sell Pokemon cards. Like, you know, you had the really, if you're, if you're my age, you're, you're mid-20s, Pokemon cards were a big thing. You had like rare holographic editions, all kinds of things. Thought I, I thought I could make some money on eBay. I had no idea how eBay worked. That's the only time I've really attempted to use eBay, and that was when I was like eight. Has he played one full season, says Titans for Life? I don't think so. But I don't know that to be certain. I cannot say definitively, and I don't want to mislead you guys, so I cannot confirm that right now. My inclination would be to say no, I'm trying to figure out how to say that, would be to say no, that Jadavion Clowney has not played a full season in the NFL. But I don't think, I'm not sure, to be completely honest. They're waiting for the third-rounder comp pick to be granted for Conklin, which I believe is on 428. so it would be, in fact, after the draft. He did in his season with Vrabel, says Region Titan. Okay, so that's the year that he played all 16 games. I say we need a big body in the middle, says Ty. No, you have that. It's Jeffrey Simmons, and it's Daquan Jones. What more? I mean, you have this Frank Crawford guy who's supposed to be Austin Johnson, but like really... How many more big defensive linemen that you need? I, uh, do, do you need? I would not argue many. Only full season was with Rabel as DC. And that's, by consensus, uh, Clowney's most effective season. So what is your percentage then, says Estal. And Estal is right to ask me because I've called him out for being a fence sitter. Or he, uh, he or she, uh, forgive me, I can't see the picture, uh, just the username. And I will give my percentage momentarily right after I remind you guys about our friends at Brimac Mechanical. Custom HVAC for both commercial and residential needs. Brimac's got you covered. The Tennessee, the state of Tennessee is beginning the process of opening back up, and perhaps your commercial business needs to make sure, you need to make sure that the temperature is still being regulated effectively and efficiently. Service-owned, veteran-disabled, that is what Brimac is. It's a local business, Brimac.com, B-R-Y-M-A-K. They'll make sure that you are in control of your temperature for both your business and your homeowner standpoint, nobody likes to be uncomfortable. The Brymac people will get you covered just as they take care of me here in the A to Z Sports uh, home studio and my, uh, and, my, and my Gary Ashton dream address without the stress. Meanwhile, Brymac.com, B R Y M A K Brymac. Okay, my percentage chance for the Titans to reset Clowney based on today. Constant Grind 50 says, Great show. I appreciate you. With the fist bump and the mask. This is a co- can you fist bump? Can you even virtual fist bump in uh in in the time of the COVID? I don't know. I don't know if that's uh if that's appropriate. I don't think there's an emoji for an elbow bump or whatever the hell we're gonna do after we go back to not shaking hands and all this godforsaken stuff that the Rona has wreaked havoc upon us. What is your percentage chance that the Titans will re-sign Jadavion Clowney? Now I'll play for you. Before I give my percentage chance, I want to make sure if you've jumped in or jumped out that you have the opportunity to hear John Robinson in his own words on the conference Zoom call with us today about clowning.
1: Yeah, I think like with anything, um, you have to have a couple scenarios um, mapped out. Um, And, you know, I would say, and I talked about it last week uh, with a couple of the TV spots that, you know, we... we, um, we haven't closed the door on anything, but I would say that we really haven't um, inched closer to, to having any finale, finality to that either. Um, I mean, he's obviously a good football player, and uh, I, I think w- where we're at, um, depending upon who we pick, um, could potentially impact that. Um, but I would say it doesn't close the door close the door on it completely either uh, again like i said last week you don't ever close the door on the you know potentially adding good football players to your team um so we'll just kind of take it take it how it goes and um and probably circle back with that one um here this week or, or next week once the draft's over all right so that's j-rob
0: talking about clowny my percentage, my percentage chance that they sign this man after the better part of a month, we are eclipsing, I think we are eclipsing the six-week mark, or no, it's the five-week mark for Jadavion Clowney, officially being available after the beginning of the new league year. I will put a 20% chance on the idea that the Tennessee Titans go into the draft, pick players, and come out of the draft, looking for the services of Jadavion Clowney. Right now, 20%, honestly, to me, to me, feels generous. This dude doesn't want to budge off his price tag. The Titans are flexing their leverage and saying, yeah, you know, I mean, who, who we pick in the draft could affect that. There's not really a lot of forward momentum with that. There hasn't been, we haven't taken a step back, but we certainly haven't moved forward with this thing. We're still kind of hovering around it, but, you know, we don't feel any great pressure... To get this thing done, to make a harder push for Jadavion Clowney than we've already done. Essentially, what this, what I, you know, I'm translating here. But to me, all I'm seeing is, eh, you know, we'll take him if he's there, but otherwise, we're cool to move on without him. And at this point, that's kind of the attitude that they've approached this whole thing with. The teams in all of this, not just the Titans, but every team that's really been sniffing around Clowney. Their leverage is that he just wants too much money and nobody's willing to give it to him. Like, it's almost, you know, it's a, it's a little difficulty. There isn't any other team that wants him. Says Cotton, no, that's not true. Like, other teams want Jadavion Clowney. They don't want him for what it's going to cost them. Now, the Titans are the team that, from from maybe not start to finish, but for the longest stretch of time... Have been in these kind of. We're in the talks. We're not in the talks. We're kind of hovering around it. You know, we'll put, we'll dip our toe, but we're really not comfortable doing any more than that. We'll let the water heat up a little bit. The water heating up around, under Clowney, essentially, for the purposes of him getting paid. Nobody's willing to pay him this money, and you know, you can you can dispute, you can dispute how fair that is when teams have kind of. You Maybe they 're not working in cooperation with each other, but they 're all just taking a step back and be like, "Hey, you know you can you can what you can want whatever you want we 're not going to give it to you. Nobody else here is giving it to you i 'm not going to give it to you either and at this point that 's kind of the attitude that the Titans have adopted with this guy um because they have no need <laughs> if there's nothing really outside of the chance to get a truly special player. There's no great pressure on them to get this deal done in the immediacy of it. So they can let things play out. They can, let, they can ride this thing out however they want to, and Clowney just kind of has to sit back and watch. Does the fifth-year option with the new CBA affect the cap right away, or does it on next year's? That's next year, Regent Titan, uh, who is asking that in Periscope. I'd pass on him, but that's just me. So 20% chance. That's how I feel about it. I've been pessimistic the whole way through. And you guys have chirped back at me because John Robinson, you know, they're still in it. And you would think if they're going to hang around this long that something would eventually be done. But again, this is a very, very unique situation that has been complicated not only by coronavirus shutting down normal NFL protocols, but from the idea that this is a player that's dealt with injury, has inconsistent health, has largely inconsistent uh, production, but at his best... In a system with a coach who knows him like Mike Vrabel can be a truly disruptive force that not only get that not only helps your defense by his impact but because he helps everybody else on your defense have an impact for how much attention he's attracting cuz he can wreck a game and he's versatile and you can move him all over the place. We talked to John and Mike today about positionless football and I'll have those conversations for you. Tomorrow on the 615 Sessions podcast, we'll spend a little more time on that. I want to deep dive into that with our friends uh, who are going to join us and analyze the draft. Following up with another question, are you picking up Corey Davis's option? No, nobody's picking up Corey Davis' option. But that's a conversation for another day. And in fact, that kind of makes me mad at myself because we forgot to ask John about Adoree, just to follow up, you know, May 30th is the deadline for these things. But we forgot to ask John about Corey, Jack, or Corey Davis and Adoree Jackson are you going to have a draft episode, says Cotton? Yeah, I'm going to have a draft episode. I'm going to have two, Tuesday and Thursday. They'll be out tomorrow, uh, starting with our friend Michael Kist, um, who is one of the best draft analysts around. My bald brother, Michael Kist, uh, and foul mouth though he may be, it will be a great conversation. His draft insight uh, is among the best. So you will see that tomorrow in your 615 Sessions podcast feed. We can replace Jarrell with uh, Laurel Merchinson. I don't think that's a real player, Brian. I don't have any I've never, literally never heard that name before, and I'm sure I'm being trolled, and I've just Ron burgundy the comment, but I don't think that's a real person. <laughs> Casey isn't a make or break SMH. We're significantly worse on defense if we don't land cl- uh, Clown. He says Cody. Corey Davis needs one more year. Well, he's not going to get it, Anthony. I'll tell you right now. He's just, he's just not going to get it. It's going to cost way too much money to give Corey Davis. Well, I mean, this is his one more year, right? And so you would, need, you would need things to set up really, really well for Corey Davis. Right now, that's not the case. Right now, the case is that they have a much abbreviated... My dad just came over and asked when Andrew Luck made a podcast as Regent region titan. Uh, <laughs> tell your dad that is hugely disrespectful. Uh, and I'm much better looking than Andrew Luck. Although, the quarantine beard is looking strong. I do not have a neck beard. See, the neck is shaven with my Tame the Beast products, which we will talk about when we get to Beast of the Week later on. No neck beards. Neck beards not allowed. Andrew Luck likes neck beards. We do not support them, uh, even though we are both. Uh, we have both spent a considerable amount of time in the state of Indiana. And you've never seen us in the same place. Me and Andrew Luck, you've never seen us in the same place. You have no idea. Maybe I'm a sleeper cell covering the Titans looking to sabotage them, uh, and Andrew Luck has just taken a new form. Maybe changed his hairstyle, shaved his neck. You have no idea. Uh, But, you know, you continue to wonder. And tell your dad, hugely disrespectful. We need a kicker, too. Who's kicking? Has Greg Joseph kicked a field goal yet for us? Air game is getting stronger. The hair, hair game has been strong, Mookie. It's just taken a while to go back. Uh, EA says uh, about the kicker, Greg Joseph is on the roster. Greg Joseph has kicked one field goal as a Titan. The one field goal that he kicked was in the AFC Championship game, and so they were winning games until Greg Joseph kicked a field goal, and when he had to kick a field goal, they lost. So there's no correlation between Greg Joseph needs to be a better kicker, fortunately, Throughout the course of the season, after they shut Suckup down the second time, they really weren't needing to kick field goals. The offense really, no pun intended, kicked it kicked it up a notch. And they were scoring at an incredible pace. And it was 30 points a game, and it's the second most explosive offense in football. And damn your field goals. We don't need you, Greg Joseph. Ryan Suckup, Cody Parkey, or whichever other kicker uh, anonymous, anonymously made his way. I still don't know what Greg Joseph looks like in the face. And I spend every day of my life in this godforsaken locker room. More I see photos of Luck, more you look like him, says Puka. So disrespectful. I cannot handle it. Oh, it's a real player uh, from NC State. I was, Sorry, Brian. Uh, Laurel Merchinson. Uh, i It's literally the first I'm hearing of him. No, Andrew Luck sabotaged us on his field the whole career. Gotta pay Henry, says Sean. We're not talking about Henry. I thought he was one and one. Uh, says Cody Holzer, I think we should go on off go offensive line in the first round so we can protect our QB. Says Michael Hughes, I don't think that is going to be the case at all. But when it comes to Jadavion Clowney, I'm sitting at a, about a 20, percent um, and that is about the closest that I am willing to come. Our friends at 104.5 The Zone say Andrew Luck sounds like Andre the Giant. You sound like everybody's middle aged bourbon fueled uncle. Except I don't drink bourbon. I drink tequila. Uh, because no brown liquor for me. Uh, that's not the way that we wish to do. Uh, we wish to do things. Luck wishes he had hair like you, says Tyler. Yes, Andrew Luck is also balding. Andrew Luck, a hideous individual. That's why I get so upset. He's so ugly. I can't possibly look like this man because, frankly, I'm pretty good looking. Like I'm pretty <laughs> not not gonna you know not to uh, not to be self-involved. Even though I'm being self-involved and narcissistic. Like I'm not. I'm not unpleasant on the eyes. And Andrew Luck clearly has a salivating problem. That's why I get so upset. But who else is upset is Leonard Fournette and Yannick Ngakwe, and that, my friends, is called a transition. We're going to talk about just how grateful Titans fans should be that their organization is not run like the Jacksonville Jaguars and the cool cats and kittens down in Jack's Beach. We will talk about this momentarily. I will ask you guys the question uh, here on A to Z Sports Primetime, powered by Tennessee Tickets, what does the Yannick and Gakwe Leonard Fournette situations make you grateful for as a Titans fan? That is the question that we are posing to you. We will hear more from our friend Ian Rappaport momentarily about what is being reported down there in Jacksonville. But what do these situations between Yannick and Gakway and Leonard Fournette and two players feuding with uh, their team's executives on social media. Leonard Fournette being actively shopped after he spouted off about how much better Gardner or how much better Cam Newton would be than Gardner Minshew, who is currently his quarterback. What do these two situations make you grateful for as a Titans fan? Let me know on Facebook Live and on Periscope. Meanwhile, I will tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. There's nobody better in the Nashville real estate market. I promise you that. My dream address without the stress, that's the slogan that the Ashton team uses, but it's true. I know because I did it. I used the Ashton team for my home search and I love my home. It's the first purchase or first home purchase that I've ever made. It's an incredible investment. It was honestly like the moment that I felt like I grew up. When I started paying property tax, that's when I felt like an actual adult. And the Ashton real estate group they made sure the Gary Gary and his team made sure that I had the perfect place for me. Somewhere where I could be centrally located between the Titans practice facility and Nissan Stadium. Somewhere where I could do the primetime show in an office specifically designed to be my home studio where we also do the 615 sessions podcast. This is what the Ashton team made sure was 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 available and found me the specific home that I needed to fit my needs. GaryAshton.com, the website. You don't need to go anybody's home now. You can take virtual tours at GaryAshton.com. Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network was on television today talking about the dumpster fire happening in Jacksonville, and I'm not talking about all the dumbasses that flooded back to Jack's Beach after it opened this weekend.
1: My understanding is the Jacksonville Jaguars have had, for the last month or so, trade conversations centered
0: around starting running back Leonard Fournette. He's got more than $4 million of salary due for him in 2020. And those talks between general manager Dave Caldwell and several teams have ramped up over the course of the past three days. In other words, the Jaguars who found no takers, nothing for Fournette around the combine. He circled back with teams to see if anyone was interested. This by the way, in the backdrop of the Jaguars also having some conversations but no offers yet on pass rusher Yannick Ngakwe, who has been franchised. Remains to be seen whether Yannick could be gone, but my understanding is this does leave the door very open for Fournette being done in Jacksonville. All right, so the question for you guys is Yannick Ngakwe and Leonard Fournette, one who is actively lobbying to be traded on social media after he was tagged in Ngakwe, and we'll talk a little bit more about who he is feuding with on social media to try and get his way. So you have that one situation on the Jags' defense. Then on the offensive side of the ball, you have a very opinionated running back who was drafted fourth overall, which is so asinine for a variety of reasons. And Leonard Fournette has said that Cam Newton would be his preferred quarterback, even though Cam Newton is not on the roster and Gardner Minshew currently is. So you have these two situations and now the Jags are shopping for Fournette and their executives are feuding with Yannick Ngakwe. On social media and my question for you guys is What as a Titans fan does this make you grateful for for your organization seeing these two things play out because listen there are many times in my life and spe- certainly over the course of what now this has been this is heading into my fourth season covering this team there are times when I wish that these were the things that were happening on the Tennessee Titans roster right because I you just want something that's a little more exciting and for a long time, the Tennessee Titans have been just unbelievably dull. From top to bottom, lacking star power, uninteresting both on the field and off it. I wanted a little juice for the Tennessee Titans. And before the Antonio Brown thing really, really took bad and unfortunate and nasty and unhealthy turns, um, that's the kind of thing that, you know, start a couple fires. Why not? Have some fun with it. But, you know, I'm a media vulture. This is what I, this is what I crave. I crave the clicks and these things would be perfect for it, but in reality, when you look how functional, well-run NFL franchises are handled, and you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are who are perpetually an embarrassment on and off the field because of the players that they cannot keep happy, because of the way that the organization is run, because it seems to be rife with incompetence, and there are so many so many examples of how much better they could have been over their course of building what, you know, what ultimately culminated in an AFC title game appearance against the Patriots, and they were playing scared, trying to hide their quarterback, and they lost because of Blake Bortles. So now all of these things have, have, have tumbled apart, and the Jags are fraying at the seams. So as Titans fans, I'm always curious to kind of, you know, do you, take, do you take the time on social media, not just to make fun of the Jags, because you hate them if you're a Titans fan, But to to take a step back and say, wow, look how much more functional, how much more efficient, how much more effective the organization that I'm a fan of is in comparison to the Jaguars. Now, the Titans were that for a very long time. Got worse once Coughlin came back, says Puka. Let's read some of your comments and then we'll move on and I'll discuss it a little more at length. Their instability. Uh, let's let's go to the top here. I want to make sure we get as many as possible. I think the Titans have the best run game of all time, says Michael Hughes. That's a little uh, that's a little over the top. Dylan Merrill says Titans really have a front office, and I pray it never leaves. Rivers might aggravate us, says Sean Avery. Their instability is great for us to take control of the division. I don't even get, do people consider the Jags like legitimately pushing for the division. I know that they have had. Years where they have won the division. And Jacksonville, with one of the best defenses that I've ever seen, still was not able to get it over the hump because of the quarterback sabotaging them. Cotton says, I wished we knew exactly what we were going to spend the money on in the Casey trade. Kings of the South, says Lorenzo. Tribe Called Quest says, if you're asking me, I miss Albert Hainsworth stepping on people's faces. The answer is no. In J-Rob, we trust, says McCoyatron, 87 Dean says he's grateful for an upward-trending organization. Hate the Jags. I love them as much as Henry likes playing them, says Titans for life. And here's kind of the way that I view this, because I'm not a Titans fan. I'm a Titans media member. But obviously, I have friends who cover the Jags. I have had interactions with their players because they play the Titans twice a year, and obviously we come into contact, and we have the ability to go into other locker rooms after the game is up. Now, typically you don't because you're covering one team. Um, but on occasion, I have gone into the Jags locker room after these losses just to see exactly what the hell's happening. And what the Jacksonville Jaguars represent to me is an organization that has all of the ability and has had even a better chance to be and has been a bigger presence on the national stage than the Titans have in the past 10 years. Mostly because of Jalen Ramsey, and they did a little bit of winning, but Jalen Ramsey was truly... Truly a star. And then they botched it so bad with Jalen Ramsey that he had to actively lobby to be traded out of there. And he got his wish. Now Ngakwe is seeing the same kind of instability and and uh, and lack of support, frankly, that the Jacksonville Jags have provided. And he's actively feuding with the owner's son on social media. Ngakwe says, is, has been tweeting all day, hashtag free yawn. So this is going on, and he's adding Tony Khan. So Shad Khan is the owner of the Jags. Tony Khan is his son, who handles a lot of front office, uh, a lot of front office transactional situations. Tony Khan also is a sports executive across uh, wrestling leagues. He is a different individual, a smart individual, and somebody who has been helping to run the Jags. So now Yannick Ngakwe ats Tony Khan today and says, stop hiding Mo, Tony Khan says, I'm not in hiding, sir. I'm in isolation getting ready for the draft. I've been pretty active on social media in isolation, but you wouldn't know that since you unfollowed me in parentheses again. So this is playing out for all the world to see on social media, a, an owner's son who also happens to be a front-off executive feuding with the pass rusher who the team has tagged and who, after the season was over, just flat out said, hey. We're not doing this anymore. Like, I'm, I, I had a great career in Jacksonville. It's time for both sides to part ways. And then they tagged him, and now he's pissed. And now hashtag FreeYan on Twitter. And so Fournette, who has always been vocal uh, for the longest time, always been somebody who is not afraid to say things, goes in an interview setting and says, yeah, you know, Gardner Minshew, um, I'd rather have Cam Newton. And Gardner Minshew is currently on his roster. And Leonard Fournette not being shy about these things. And I think any you know, who's, who should get mad at Leonard Fournette really for saying, yeah, Cam Newton over Gardner Minshew. I think we can all agree that's probably so. But you can take issue with the idea that Fournette would just actively say, hey, the, the one the guy on our roster, yeah, it's not it's not for me. Not for me. Give me Cam Newton. Give me the SEC. Give me my SEC brethren. Uh, and let's ride into the sunset with Cam Newton and Leonard Fournette and a running game out of the Stone Age. This is what Leonard Fournette is actively agitating for. And now the Jags are saying, you know what, fourth overall pick. We just can't handle it. Let's go ahead and trade this guy. They have done so well to accumulate talent on this roster. The scouting and the general manager who drafts these guys, they seem to know what they're doing. But when it comes to the management of the organization as a whole, this, the Jacksonville Jaguars are truly poisonous. And if you're a Titans fan, God, you've got to be grateful for how much better your team is and how much, how, what the, the turnaround has looked like. Just because the example, just a couple hundred miles down the road in Jacksonville, within the same division, it's a complete and total laughingstock. Like nobody takes the Jacksonville Jaguars seriously, even though the collection of talent that they've had on their roster over the past five years should, is very much something that people should have been able to take seriously. And they wasted it. It's a complete, complete and total, it's a clown show, bro. That's what Tony, Tony Kornheiser would say, right? It's a clown show, bro. That's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's get to your comments on Facebook Live and on Periscope. Trade speculation isn't really news, says Cody. Uh, there's some OJ Howard news with the Titans. Is there? I had not seen that. Let me uh, let me do a little live time research on OJ Howard as we sit here talking about it on A to Z Sports Prime Time, powered by Tennessee tickets. I am seeing nothing being reported. I am seeing only speculation from you guys in the comments, so until I see that, I'm just going to have to say uh, that there is nothing confirmed, so we can't actively talk about it. Logan is gone, says Chris Frazier. Curran says we've had at least two coaches back-to-back and one GM that all heavily focused on great players that are good leaders and not sideshows. A.J. Brown has the most personality besides Lawan that we've drafted in forever, but even then the dude is a leader and smart. Honestly, the only thing the Titans organization has done that could backfire from a player relationship standpoint was the Casey trade. I'm sure he didn't feel great about that. Yes, that was a very long and well thought out answer, uh, Curran, and I think that is the way to go. Uh, do you think the Titans trade for a corner, says Blake? No, I absolutely do not. And, you know, guys, we're not going you know, to do know, We're talking about the Jags right now. We're talking about what a dumpster fire the Jags are. And, tra- you know, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate you guys asking me any and all questions, but let's try to keep it on topic for the purposes of this. What is always on topic is the Tame the Beast Beast of the Week. And now it is that time of the evening to let me know, as we do every Monday on this show, Who is your beast of the week? It can be, you know, without live sports, we're we're having we don't have issues finding beasts. There are beasts of all kinds, as our friends at Tame the Beast would tell you. But you have to look a little harder. You have to dig a little deeper. And I have done so for our Tame the Beast beast of the week. The video that I will play for you momentarily. Meanwhile, in the comment section, I need to I need you to let me know who your beast of the week is. Can be from sports can be from pop culture, can be from whatever at this point. I am welcoming all beasts, the Tame the Beast Beast of the Week that we do every Monday. Mine is from the world of sports, Last Dance Ratings, says Puka. That's a damn good one. That actually may trump my Beast of the Week and any Beast of the Week. But nonetheless, fill in with your answers while I tell you about our friends at Tame the Beast. They present this feature every Monday, the best in the business and the best to keep yourself clean and healthy, the Yop Hand Wash is so effective because it gets underneath your fingernails. It's exfoliating hand wash for your bathroom, for your for your for your kitchen sink, for whichever place you need hand wash, hand soap. You need to have this in your uh, next to your uh, next to wherever it is that you wash your hands because it helps keep you COVID free. All of the hygienic products at Tame the Beast are designed to not only help you smell great, not only groom boldly, but to help keep you safe in a time when so many of us need to make sure that we are being diligent with our hygiene. You go to getbeast.com, you use promo code AZ50. I'm actually, because my hair's growing back out, I can now order my hard hair clay. I haven't used hair product since I shaved my head on the midday 180 for losing a bet. And now my hair is back. And I can start styling my hair again with my Tame the Beast hard hair clay. They have a ton of different stuff available at GetBeast.com. That is where you go. You use the promo code AZ50. It saves you 50% off at GetBeast.com. My Tame the Beast, Beast of the Week, it's from The Last Dance, but it's not Michael Jordan. The star of the show, low-key, last night, was the second best when it comes to those bull t- Bulls teams in almost every other category. And that is Scottie Pippen, this week's Tame the Beast, Beast of the Week. We all know Michael Jordan loved to gamble. Now, we also all know about on Jumbotrons at games. They do those sort of little cartoon races with characters or they'll do which hat is the ball under or yeah. any of
1: those games. And the story is that MJ actually got tipped off by the arena video crew <laughs> what the answer was going to be ahead of time and then would bet you guys
0: $100 a pop during timeouts. Is this story true?
1: That is a true story, but he never betted me. I don't think he betted Steve. Steve's not betted anybody, but he did bet.
0: <laughs> uh, we used to have a security guy uh, sitting at the head of our bench. His name was John Caps. He's
1: now passed away, but Caps would bet Michael every game. The only way Caps would win if he was able to pick the right one. Right. Because if Michael picked, Obviously, he knew who he was going to win. But, yeah, he probably beat the guy out about (laughs) $4,100.
0: That is Scottie Pippen and Steve Kerr on the jump. Now, they're telling gambling stories with Michael Jordan. But Scottie Pippen in The Last Dance was low-key one of the stars of the show. Now, he wasn't the main star, right? Scottie can't ever be the main star of the show. But uh, Scottie Pippen... Last night during the last dance was one of my favorite parts of the docuseries. I think Scotty's role and the idea that he made it, you know, he was able to make the career that he had despite taking worse contracts, but despite being horrifically underpaid for the vast majority of his career. Scotty Pippen is one of the best stories in sports and this week earns him the Tame the Beast, Beast of the Week. Promo code AZ50 saves you 50% off at getbeast.com. Your beasts, let's hear them here on A to Z Sports Prime Time, powered by Tennessee Tickets. Adam Mooney says, MJ won't be a Titan. Uh, oh, Chris Frazier is going on. Shout out the internet for throwing his ex wife under the bus, says Tribe Called Quest. Who, wait, whose ex wife? Whose ex wife got thrown under the bus? Did I miss something? Did I miss the T? You got to fill me in. I don't remember uh, somebody's ex wife being taken out in all of this. The beasts of the week are all of the essential employees at the hospitals and essential businesses, says John Spain. Howard, forever and always, those are beasts of the week. Beasts of the week, Governor Lee, for starting to open business, says Joe Lightfoot. Uh, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, they opened what, 89 of the 95 counties? They opened all the small counties, and, say, and with, the, with, with the big ones like Davidson and Knox, they're just like, no, for now. Not safe. Like people don't have cars. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Billy gets piece of the week. Now, listen. It's great that we that we have economic hope uh, on the horizon. And truly, I'm actively rooting for all of these things. To, who, of course, who who wouldn't be rooting for this thing to start to fade and for the economy to open back up? But at this point, you're still teetering on. You know, do we open up the economy? Which helps people work and keeps people their gives them their livelihood, right to help keep them alive. Or do you choose human life and keeping people inside and safe and you know just sheltering in place and how much good that's doing? Scotty Pippen, uh, Laura cheated on him with Future twice. Says Tribe Conquest. Oh, I missed that. I completely. How, how the hell did I miss that? Man, Scotty had a raw deal in life. Scotty Pippen was so good. Says Eddie Woodcock. Uh, LOL Epic says Cody I got the Titans taking a safety Xavier McKinney from Alabama I'm very happy for you Eddie uh, Going to be a lot of restrictions Not as open as some believe Yeah this is not This is not you know A full full open thing And it's good that they're regimenting these things Twitter beat her up for cheating Knowing Scotty was undervalued Financially his entire career Well you know I don't know if that's the reason to beat up on her And we don't know exactly the situation But future man That's a tough Well I not know Future Future He's doing pretty well for himself right now, and if you got if you got the option between Scottie Pippen and Future, like good for you. I can't hate the I can't knock the hustle for the ex-wife. Uh, good out of her. Trump is the beast of the week for constant trolling of MSM, says Cody Holzer. What's MSM? Trump, <laughs> Trump, uh, the president of the United States cracks me up, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like I watch the daily coronavirus briefings, um, even though I realize that they're just a reality show. At this point, MSM. I'm not sure what that is, Cody. Perhaps you could fill us in. Jeff Gladney is the Beast of the Week, says Chris. I don't think that's you know. I don't know what Jeff Gladney's done lately, other than get ready for the NFL draft. Uh, Let us know who your Beast of the Week is. Presented by Tame the Beast. beast GetBeast.com promo code AZ50 saves you 50% off. Minus Scottie Pippen for the role that he played. Let us know, of course, in the comments section. Who your beast of the week is? Uh, Let us see. Mainstream media. Oh, mainstream. Trump is trolling mainstream media. You know. I mean, as as media, I'm not crazy about it. Um, But the idea that uh, the idea that this would be the case, um, you know, it makes for good television. And I guess if that's what you're watching these things for, then you're probably missing the point. But that's a conversation. For another day, we'll save it for the COVID nineteen podcast that I'm sure I'm going to do at some point when we run out of sports content. <laughs> anyway, I've I've not run out of content this evening, but I've run out of gas because it's the end of the show. It is time to land the plane here on A to Z Sports Prime Time, and I'm grateful for each and every one of you who has spent your evening here with us. I hope you are safe. I hope you are healthy and well in these times of uncertainty, and I always appreciate you guys for spending your evenings here with us. I also appreciate you supporting the people that support this show. The show is free to you at no charge. We only ask that you take care of the people that make it possible. That's the Ashton team, GaryAshton.com, TameTheBeastGetBeast.com. GetBeast.com, promo code AZ50, and Brymac Mechanical, HVAC, for your home or for your business, Brymac B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. 615 Sessions Podcast, Draft Edition, starts tomorrow. Make sure you're rated, reviewed, and subscribed so you can get that in your feed. I will see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Time. Austin and Zach got you you covered tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Central Time. And there, make sure you're subscribed to our podcast feed, that you can get the Primetime Podcast, you get Austin and Zach's show in podcast form, you get the Tighten Up Podcast, the Preds Nashcast, and the Big Orange A to Z Sports podcast. We got the whole network here working for you for your entertainment purposes only, of course, there in the A to Z sports feed. So make sure you're getting some of that good stuff in the A to Z sports podcast feed. I'll see you guys tomorrow night. As always, fam, peace and love.